Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You're ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. We're the Healing Trio, here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow. And and let's let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Congratulations, ladies of Wellness Rebranded. I really enjoy your podcast. I loved the episode where you asked nine questions to get to know ourselves better. It was so useful to stop and think about what we want and what really matters for each one of us. I also enjoyed the episode about being a good listener. I try hard to practice that, you know, especially with my kids, but it's, it's rare. It's rare to find people that can do that. And it's so important. I'm just so grateful for all those tips you share, and I want to wish you good luck, um, and thanks again. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. I'm Tara, and I'm here with Maria and Elizabeth, and today we are super excited because we have a special guest with us. Gina Hahn is a physical therapist who I send many of my clients to go see. She specializes in pelvic health. Um, And she's really a wonderful coach and a great resource for me. So Gina, thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you, Tara, Elizabeth, and Maria. It is an honor to be here with you. Jean, let's kick it off. Why don't you introduce yourself and kind of tell us more about your journey and what you're doing now? Great. So I am Dr. Gina Hahn. I am actually a Savannah Park native, uh, left for a little while, but then came back recently and started my own practice uh, in pelvic health physical therapy. So performance therapy was my passion and my baby. um, And I had two of my own actual human babies and then decided to make a move to FX physical therapy where I've been for the last few months. It's been a great move. I love the team there and I'm helping them to grow their outreach into the community for pelvic health physical therapy in network with insurance, which I'm proud to be a part of that on that side of the coin. And my background, what got me into PT was really athletics. So I bring a lot of sports and strength and conditioning into what I do. And then from being a mother, I really dove very deep into pelvic health. I'm in a bubble of people where it feels like it's very well known, but then I have clients come into my office who are in their fifth and sixth and seventh decade and say, I didn't even know this existed. And that's just a shame. Uh, We have much more work to do to get the word out about what pelvic health physical therapy is, um, which is why I'm here and helping to spread the good word. So thank you guys for having me. Such an important point. I'll be honest. I never heard about pelvic floor physical therapy until just a few years ago. I didn't know that was a thing. And I, I mean, I know you don't have to only experience it when you've had babies, but you'd think having had babies, I would have been familiar with it. And mm-hmm. I wasn't. No, I- even if you don't have babies, having a pelvis. Oh, clearly, yeah. Just for having a pelvis, we should know. About, but yes, I agree. I didn't know either. 
Yes, yeah, it's growing. Standard of care for postpartum, mm-hmm. at least at a bare minimum. Mm-hmm. It should just be well, and women's health and go to that. Mm-hmm. We're doing the work. There's definitely a big community um, across the nation. I'm actually going to PelvicCon, which is a pelvic conference for all pelvic health providers in Atlanta, which is very exciting. And we're doing a lot of work to try to get legislation around it um, to try to help it become more standardized, certainly just growing it on social media so that it's more, there's more awareness around it. So we're, we're making some headway, but there's certainly much more work to be done. So what are the first things for people maybe who don't know a lot about it? What's like the first thing that you would want people to know about pelvic floor therapy or health or wellness? Mm. The first thing, that's a, that's a tough question. <laughs> There's, the there first are, few things, you know, that, yeah. yeah. Yes. I think that Maria hit it on the head, which is it's really not just affecting women who have had babies. Um, it's everybody. I see men. Um, I see people who are just had, you know, in their puberty or, in their 20s and they haven't yet had a family so it can affect a lot of different people um it certainly is related to high stress because similar to our jaw uh that's an area where we tend to clench and hold tension we can do that on our pelvic floor as well and that can lead to issues with peeing and pooping and pleasure um and nobody's talking about it nobody's asking that question So I have a lot of clients who didn't realize that sex wasn't supposed to be painful or not even sex. How about pelvic exams in a GYN office that like that speculum is a painful piece. So just trying to help improve the awareness around like what is normal or what is to be expected. Um, I think that that is could go a long way that would probably be the first thing I'd like for more people to know is it's really not just about having a weak pelvic floor quote unquote after you've given birth and a baby has passed through your canal like that's not the only way that we can address pelvic floor issues or the only reason you would develop pelvic floor issues I love that because yes usually we think that there's it's out of our control whatever happens during sex in that case or during the pelvic exams or um, exams with your gynecologist. So it's, it's so nice to hear that because me and myself never thought of it. And then the second point would probably be, I think physical therapy in general (laughs) is not referred to as much as it should be. So you might go to your gynecologist asking for, Hey, like this hurts or this doesn't feel right. Um, and everybody's trying to do their best. Nobody's trying to do harm to, to clients, but I think people want that quick fix. And so they're often given a medication for, let's say leaking. There are medications out there that can, um, they claim to help with incontinence, which is leaking urine. And that's just not the whole story. So some people have to do more work to connect to their pelvic floor. Some people, it works fine, Um, but there also should be that referral to somebody like me 
where I can now do an assessment of what is that person's muscle strength? What is that person's coordination? Do they have even awareness of how to use this part of their body? Because at the end of the day, it's a, it's a group of muscles. So we just need to do better about understanding it. There's a long-term gain to this and it takes effort and it takes time and it takes a, an appropriate diagnosis. Hmm. So you mentioned some of them, but how, what do people look out for? Like how, how do you know if you might need pelvic floor therapy or just uh, care in general? Good question. Um, we mentioned some of them, but I'll repeat myself. So if there is pain or discomfort that is to you, if you feel like this doesn't seem normal, uh, that would be a good reason to come ask an expert, is this normal? <laughs> um, so pain around your periods, pain with different activities, it could be riding a bike, it could be, as we mentioned, intercourse or playing with a partner, it could be when you're peeing and pooping and there's pain. Another probably very common thing is constipation. There's a lot that you can do over the counter with constipation, but sometimes it's a pelvic floor muscle function issue. And again, those high stress jobs or those people who tend to hold um, and they can't fully evacuate, that would be a good reason. The very common one of leaking, everybody knows the sneezing, coughing, laughing, peeing um, situation that is not normal, although it is common and it's very treatable. Those are the top and vaginal dryness even. So things where it, it's maybe every once in a while, it feels like it's a, related to your cycle. Um, that's something that I can help provide resources for and knowledge and information to to give you better health, better wellness. Hey there, it's Elizabeth. I'm going through my clients' weekly check-in forms and I literally cannot stop smiling to myself. I love seeing when they say that they are eating foods they haven't allowed themselves to eat in years, that they're enjoying it guilt-free, when they tell me how much more in control they feel of their eating, of their food choices, that they're connecting and respecting their hunger and fullness cues, or in the words of one of them, that they're just having so much more fun feeling normal around food, especially knowing that they have these tools as we head into the holiday season. If you would also like to channel that feel-good eating energy, avoid a regret-fueled January food hangover that sends you rushing for the nearest diet, and rack up easy and simple self-care wins between now and New Year's, I invite you to check out my new email program. It's called Intuitive Eating Through the Holidays, and I will send you a very simple, very fast daily tip via email from Thanksgiving straight through to Christmas to help you eat intuitively, sidestep toxic diet culture, and feel connected to your body, along with some other really cool bonuses and goodies in this program. It's just $67. You can sign up now at the link in the show notes or visit elizabethharrisnutrition.com forward slash feel good holiday eating. And there's a dash in between each of those last words. So elizabethharrisnutrition.com slash feel dash good dash holiday dash eating. 
I really hope to see you there and cannot wait to help you feel fab about food and yourself this holiday season. Okay, I have like five things on that list. (laughs) (laughs) Maria, come see me. Hi, but hey, I mean, Maria, let me introduce you to Gina. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, hold on one second. I'm sitting here thinking I'm 46. I have this group of muscles in my body that are so important that I'm sure supporting a bunch of stuff and nobody talked to me about, about it. Not even my gynecologist, nobody talked to me about this. And then you mentioned, yes, just because it's common, it's not normal. Many times we even normalize what it's yes. common yeah. because yes. if nobody's talking about it and you know, my friends are, I mean, I'm leaving this episode. I'm calling at least five friends. Hold on one second. Are you dry down there? Does it hurt when you go to the kind of college? Because I have those two. So TMI, but it's a, so it's so important to open these conversations because it is our health. It is our well-being. You don't want to be in pain. You don't want to be in discomfort. And if somebody comes out and says, and says, hey, it is possible for these to have a solution outside of medication. Jeez. Or even just a solution, period, right? Right. Yeah. I'll tell you, when I was postpartum, probably about a year, I went to my gynecologist and I said, hey, you know, like, where'd my libido go? And she was Mm -hmm. like, oh, you have kids. Like, kiss that shit goodbye for at least 20 years. And I was like, what? (laughs) and I was like but wait like I have a husband also like Mm -hmm. I need a little libido back Mm -hmm. um and plus also I liked it so I was gonna say it's not just for him for you I would like for this to come back and I kid you not her response was like oh if you google on the internet there's like some herbs and stuff that would probably help Mm. and that was like the full response that I got Mm. like it blew my mind that that's what a medical professional was telling me. And then eventually later, I actually did go to public floor therapy, not with Gina because I didn't know her yet. Um, but it totally helped like all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, Gina, do you see that it has to do with also the ideas behind that being like a part that has so many other meanings. Like I'm coming from a Hispanic culture, right? And the whole thing about sensuality and no, heck no. Okay. You're supposed to be, well, I, I don't know if it's my country, maybe my family and very more smaller group is like, you have to look conservative and nothing about this pleasure. And you don't go around saying I had the best sex ever today, or we don't talk about these things. I don't <laughs> think that's that common here either. Though. Well, we should. Okay? Women, should. Our, our pleasure is completely ignored completely it is not even on the table i mean we could talk about how lacking it is in sex ed um but even now right it's like women who look a certain way or women who are a certain age are deserving of pleasure and then everybody else is sort of like left to whatever right so a hundred percent and actually i have a, a client who I'll change her name for this, but let's call her Trisha. She's in her late twenties and she has never had comfort with intercourse. She has part, she has a partner 
and um but she doesn't have pleasure with it and so she's just kind of performing the act and when she actually came to me was because she was peeing during jumping rope and that is what brought her to my office and then i of course asked the question um maybe i'm the only one asking the question or maybe i'm the first one to listen and to offer advice but yes we went back into her history she grew up in a very religious household it was very taboo um sex was completely off the table it was something that you save yourself for marriage and there's no issue with that as a as a principle but it should still be taught that once you do engage in it there should be pleasure you know um and so a lot a lot of her practice was I tried to connect her to some mental health care providers who can help her through that because I recognize that as an important pillar, biopsychosocial. This has to do with the psychology of it. Um, so I recognize it, but then I have to refer out, of course. And our training was on like breathing and relaxing through her pelvic floor. And I prescribed like self-touch, like go explore your body. Like that is a part of your homework. Um, so that's the type of stuff that comes into my office. And yes, Maria, you're a hundred percent about where that line of thinking was going. Because talking about sex is taboo, but even worse, if it's pleasurable sex, yeah, mm -hmm. it's taboo. Like, I mean, having... Listen, if sex isn't pleasurable, that should be taboo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's flip it on its head. Yes. And...
the takeaway is that change is possible, that for that to be different and feel different, there is hope that there are things out there that you could get help with to for that to, de, to be different. And number two, in another episode, Gina, we were talking about a hula hoop event. It's a whole <laughs> different story, like an event for hula <laughs> Now I'm thinking, let's have an event where we just come talk about sex. Like, let's talk about waste. I don't know. We're, we're, let's talk about I sex, baby. <laughs> let's talk about you and, you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and bad things about sex and let you know that if your sex is not pleasurable, here is Gina to give you tools or ideas of how that can change. Gina, let's do it. And how I love that that affect your emotional well-being too because it is connected the way we feel physically and the way we think we should perform affects so there's that we can even add I love that yes I would be there I would be there in a heartbeat and I think that we should also offer some way for people to anonymous anonymously be there because there are folks who they want to keep it private and that's fine and fair. And like, it should be accessible to, to them too. But I of course would be there dressed to the nines and just talking about sex. Like there's no problem. <laughs> yeah. That's so thoughtful of you to include that in. And I was going to say, I, I love that you sort of talked about quality of life and that this is really wellness because that, that's ultimately what it's all about, right? Whether yeah. it's like talking about your emotions and your mental health or keeping your body, you know, moving and physically healthy or your relationship with food and your body. Like ultimately it all comes down to trying to be as well as you can possibly be and improving your quality of life. All of these things impact how you show up and experience the world. And I just love that you pointed that out. I just want to say that like after I had my son, pelvic floor was a problem for me. Like I totally did the pee sneeze, you know, and when I wasn't sick or whatever, it was fine. And then I'd get bronchitis or something and be like, holy crap, all I'm yeah. doing is peeing my pants all day long. Um, and it totally affected my quality of life, not to mention required mountains of laundry to be washed. Um, mm -hmm. so also quality of life. <laughs> also quality of life. <laughs> so getting help with that was like absolutely game changer. Yeah. And as humans, we're social beings, right? So there's relationships with other people that we've already touched on that are important and could be affected positively or negatively. And that relationship to self, right? Like feeling good in your own body so that then you can show up better. So one sentence, Gina, how do you want to rebrand the conversation on pelvic floor health? <sighs> one sentence. Elizabeth with these like dagger questions. Oh, so much pressure. How would you wrap it up? But let's say that. <laughs> um, I would say it's never too late. I have people who are coming to see me in their 70s and have been dealing with some of the symptoms we've been talking about since they had children or uh, at least since their age 50 when they went through menopause. So it really doesn't matter how old you are, how long the symptoms have been there. There's hope and you should go ask 
the hard question and be vulnerable with an expert that you trust. I love that. See, you I nailed too. it. I nailed, nailed it. Good. Girls, as we were sitting here talking, I was like looking at my laptop and I have a sticker on here that says, if it doesn't bring you income, inspiration, or orgasms, it doesn't belong in your life. <laughs> love it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, talking about sex isn't exactly on brand for me, although I'm not opposed to talking about it, but to have that on there, I was like, oh, that is perfect timing for today. <laughs> thank you for joining us. This is fun. Yes. Thank you. How can people find you? So at perform X therapy on Instagram and also on Facebook with that same handle at Perform X Therapy. That would be a great way to sort of see my content, reach out to me, um, and just kind of ask questions or like what I post. I love all of it. I love to hear from you. And I'm here as a resource, so don't hesitate to reach out. So for people who are local, they can also schedule an appointment with you or contact you that way. Perfect. Okay. Yes. And, our show notes and just too. to clarify, you mean the word perform and the letter X, right? Correct. Great. Thank awesome. you so much. Thanks Gina. for coming, Jean. Thank you, ladies. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to connect with me outside of this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at coaching underscore therapist. I'm Elizabeth. You can find me at Elizabeth Harris Nutrition or in my Facebook group, Health and Healing with Intuitive Eating. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Tara DeLeon Fitness. Guys, if you loved this episode or any of our other episodes, we would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really, really helps us get the non-diet word out to the rest of the world. So please leave us a review. Yes, thank you.